0: Hello, welcome to Free Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio WXRQ. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and Free Your Children's mission is to share the truth in love about all things education. There's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Today's show is sponsored by the Murfreesboro Pulse. You can find them at boroughpulse.com. That's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E.com. I'm also a monthly contributor to the Pulse. If you type in my name, Tiffany Boyd, and Borough Pulse, my page comes up with all the articles I've penned to date. Of course, all of those articles focus on education. You can find me at Free Your Children on Instagram and also on Facebook. I can also be reached at FreeYourChildren at gmail.com. My hope with this radio show, Free Your Children, is to encourage, equip, and educate with the Holy Spirit's guidance to convict parents to assume the biblical mandate to disciple their own children. No education is neutral. You can do it, parents. Remember that God equips. You are the most qualified to lead and direct your child's education. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, Free Your Children, contact me at FreeYourChildren at gmail.com or you can contact WXRQ at advertise at the WXRQ.com and specify you would like to sponsor the show, Free Your Children. I want to take the time to say hello to my friends and followers of Free Your Children. Thank you so much. Um, Several of you have contacted me and requested a shout out on the radio um, of the state and city that you're living in. So I wanted to say hello to Natalie Miller in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Hello to Seward, Nebraska, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Rochester, New York, Chandler, Arizona, Columbia, Tennessee, Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, Rush Springs, Oklahoma, Greensboro, North Carolina, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Houston, Texas, Casa Grande, Arizona, and many of our other friends and family across the nation that are listening and supporting for your children in biblical education. If you have questions you would like for me to answer on air, please send them my way, which brings me to the question that was sent to me yesterday from Angela. And Angela asked, what is the risk to Arizona homeschoolers that accept ESAs. And I want to say first that I have written extensively about school choice, vouchers, charters, ESAs. You can find all of those articles over at the Borough Pulse. But I'm simply going to say this, what the government funds it runs. So any private school or any home school or any charter school that's accepting government funding is no longer private. It is then controlled by the government. So she had concerns when she asked me this question about loss of freedom for homeschoolers. It doesn't just apply to Arizona. That's going to apply to anyone in any capacity that accepts government funding to fund their private options for education. And these schools that are popping up that these charter schools that are accepting ESAs, you're just getting more of the same you're getting you're going to get more of the same government mandate mandates more of the same government oversight because again, what the government funds it runs. So I hope that answered your question. We will do some more shows that specifically focus on this topic. And again, you can read you know, anything that I have, have published thus far for The Pulse about school choice. A lot of my guests and I have spoken about school choice extensively. And even our today's guest, she and I have spoken about school choice. And we'll get to that here soon. But first, I want to introduce today's guest. Today, we have with us Tina Hollenbeck. Tina and her husband Jeff educated their Irish twin daughters from home for the girls' whole lives, graduating them together in the spring of 2020. Tina began actively advocating for homeschooling parents in March 2013 with the creation of her free curriculum database, the Homeschool Resource Roadmap. She also created and moderates an online discussion group, the Christian Homeschool Group, the Christian Homeschool OASIS which connects Christian homeschoolers across the country and is the co-owner of the Homeschool Loft, a parent resource center in her community. In addition, she wrote a book, Eight Great Smarts for Homeschoolers, published by Moody Publishers in August 2021. So I want to give a big welcome to Tina this morning. How are you, Tina?
1: I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Tiffany.
0: Well, I'm so excited to have you here uh, this evening. Tina and I met Several years ago, via my Free Your Children Facebook page on social media, and then she has several social media sites where you can reach her and ways that you can contact her via social media. Do you want to tell our listeners before we get started how they can find you?
1: Sure. The best way is probably to reach out to me at the Homeschool Resource Roadmap. Um, So that URL is homeschoolroadmap.org. Our our email address there is hsroadmap at gmail.com, but there's also a contact page. So if you forget the email, you can just go to the website and go to the contact page and um, you can reach me there, uh, whether it's Facebook or whatever. That's probably the best way.
0: Okay, that's great. And I will have all that information linked on my free your children page. And we will also have it linked on the advertisement on the radio Facebook page too. So if you need to go back and look that up, you will be able to contact Tina. And if for some reason you lose your information or you can't find what you're looking for, you can always contact me and I can put you in, in connection with Tina as well. So I want to get started and and have you tell us Tina a little bit about your homeschool journey why did you decide you and your husband decide to homeschool your girls
1: oh that's a that's a very Complicated question in some ways, right? But <laughs> the, uh, in a nutshell, um, I actually felt called for the years before my girls were born to be a public school teacher. In other words, a missionary to the public schools. And I'm actually okay with that for believers to be teaching in the schools. It's a rough mission field. I'd probably rather go to Kuwait, but um, (laughs) uh, as long as they're not sacrificing their children to the system to do it. I have talked to many Christian um, teachers whose kids are in the system because they feel they say they feel called to be a missionary in the system. And I just don't think that's biblical. But before we had children, I was teaching English to immigrant kids at the middle school and high school level. And I truly enjoyed my students and their parents. I actually worked really hard to honor the parents and respect them, which was not common, (laughs) but I did. And, but I always knew that as soon as we had children that I would be home, I would come home to raise them. And so um, that was a no brainer as soon as we were blessed with Rachel, my older daughter, um, then I quit my job and came home and it wasn't a question of anything and I wanted to homeschool right from the beginning, we had our younger daughter Abigail 11 and a half months later that's what Irish twins means if you are less than a year apart, yes. And so I was just on board. We had met some homeschoolers before we even had children and I thought it was cool. My husband was a little bit leery because his parents were public school teachers and he just didn't want them to feel disrespected. Um, So it was a little bit of a, like, are we gonna do this or not kind of thing? But he was also the interim youth pastor at our church at the time. And so he met all the teenagers and he saw a marked difference in the homeschooled teens compared to the others. Wow. And he came home one day and he said, These kids are great. And if that's what homeschooling does, then I'm all in. And we really never looked back. I, I knew I did not want to send my children into the system because I saw it from the inside. Right. In addition to all the stuff that that you just know from simple observation.
0: <laughs> right. Um, exactly.
1: Yeah. And so I just loved him and I wanted to homeschool. And then I later started reading John Taylor Gatto and some of the other people who tell the truth about what the system has always been about.
0: Absolutely. Um, And then it
1: was, then it was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. So we did it all the way through never looked back. We pretended there were no other options and God blessed our, our efforts so much.
0: Yes. That's fantastic. And, and we've spoken about this before. I was actually a guest on Tina has a podcast um, and so she and I had actually participated. She, she asked me to be a guest on her podcast, the Homeschool Loft podcast. Yes, where the Homeschool Loft podcast. <laughs> yes. And so we spoke all about, you know, homeschooling there and, and my journey into homeschooling and all kinds of topics there. So if you want to check that out, Tina, can you tell them a little bit about the podcast that you have?
1: Yes, that's with my colleague Jenny Tetzner. Um, I run the Homeschool Loft with her in our local community. It's a parent resource center here. And so we have a podcast that uh, helps us reach beyond just our area. Um, and our website is homeschoolloft.com. Um, but you can also find the Loftcast on any podcast platform. If you just look up the Homeschool Loftcast, you can find us.
0: That's fantastic. Now, your children have graduated, but you are still very much involved with the homeschool community, Mm -hmm. and you have an amazing resource that I have recommended many times to many homeschool families. Can you tell us a a little bit about, or a whole lot about, (laughs) your homeschool resource roadmap? Why you created that? You know, what was the catalyst for you putting that together, and the purpose of it, and what it does?
1: Sure. Sure. Um, So, yes, um, I I launched the Homeschool Resource Roadmap by accident uh, from my perspective. It was a God incident. Uh We know that there are no real accidents, but I didn't intend to start a website. I didn't intend to start a database. Um, But in March of 2013, a couple of very big name homeschool curriculum providers um, announced that they were going to connect their resources with Common Core, Mm -hmm. the Common Core standards in, in one way or another. They were both doing it in different ways. Um, but it was very disconcerting. I knew what Common Core was because, again, as a former public school teacher and um, active citizen taxpayer, I kept my ear to that whole thing. And it had been in the public school since 2010. I knew I didn't like it. I researched it. I Mm -hmm. thought this is bad in every way, shape, and form. And then these two huge companies came out and announced very proudly, you know, we're, we're going to do this common core thing. And there was quite uh, a bunch of upset people in the Facebook groups and, and and everything that I was in because Uh a lot of people had not heard of common core. They didn't know what it was. Um, They said, if these companies go common core, will everything be common core? And should we use Common Core? And so it became a whole big deal. And a lot of people making assumptions about other companies, one way or the other. And I'm a, I'm a no drama mama. And I said, well, ladies, we can't make assumptions. We have to find out facts and truth. And let's do this. And somebody has to start contacting the companies directly and asking. Well, and guess right. who that somebody became? It was me. <laughs> that
0: became you. That's right. Yeah. So I started
1: sending out letters um, to these different companies asking about their position on Common Core. And I determined to make, so from that, my database came to be, it was a process before I got a website, but that's the the nutshell of it, right? I decided to even though I'm very much opposed to Common Core and anybody who looks me up can find that out, I decided I wanted to make the database and a somewhat neutral informational site, meaning that I didn't want to alienate the companies so they wouldn't tell me the truth. So I chose just to say, hey, most homeschoolers are not in favor, but we respect your right as a company. And I do believe that. I really do respect a company's right to make a choice that I don't agree with. I just don't have to use the product, right? Exactly. Um, So I I said that, and and I did it that way, and I've gotten a phenomenal response. Most people have written back, even if they're aligned with Common Core, they have chosen to tell me that. I've even had some companies reach out to me out of the blue and say, hey, I'm opening this new curriculum company and I'm aligned with Common Core. Will you list me? So I feel like that's a win because the purpose of the roadmap now beyond showing everybody where the Common Core stance of companies is, because that's a huge thing and that's never going to go away. um, because That's the root of so many other things we see today. Yes, um, absolutely. It also now shares... Um, if you're, for example, looking for elementary math, you can go onto the roadmap and you can see a list of every single company that's on the roadmap that offers elementary math. And it, um, my site now, because I'm a little OCD about data, so I've been building this <laughs> for 10 years. Um, now, how long did you say uh, 10 years? It'll be 10 years this next March. 2023. I can't believe that. Yes. Um, But what the charts do beyond telling about Common Core now is, again, by subject area. So you can look for any subject area you want, and I list everything that's there. Then I say, you know, here's the worldview this is Christian, this is secular. Um, I talk about the delivery method because some people don't want their kids online and some don't mind. And so I have that. I have whether they offer anything for free. I have the learning style. So is this Charlotte Mason? Is it traditional? Is it classical? And um, so the charts for the different subject areas list all of that information and it's all free for parents to use.
0: It is amazing. You know, I've checked it out and I've looked at it. I refer to it often it is just such a wealth of information, and and I love the fact that you have taken the time. Whew, it had it that had to be an act of love, <laughs> because when you go to that website and see all this information that he that you have compiled, it's absolutely mind boggling. And I think what's important here, you you nailed it. Transparency, mm-hmm. parents, when when you decide to homeschool your children, you you can lead and direct your children's education. You have the right to do that. But the Mm -hmm. problem is lots of times if the creators of curriculum are not transparent, you don't really know what you're getting. So Tina can provide you with the resources. If you want to know if the curriculum has a biblical worldview, you can go there. You can check out her site and that site will help you to choose whichever curriculum that you want to, that's going to look like however you want your homeschool to look. Mm-hmm. So what's been the feedback that you have received with the roadmap throughout the years?
1: Mostly very positive. Um, as I mentioned, even a few providers who find me and they see what it looks like and they want to be included so that homeschoolers know that they're out there, um, even if they're aligned with Common Core, they have requested to be added. Um, wow. I have a few companies that explicitly reply to my letters saying, um, no, we don't want to be included. Um, and so what I do is I, I, again, I'm trying to be very, um, diplomatic in how I word things. I don't want to seem biased against right. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I also think that homeschoolers have a right to know. Absolutely. The company has decided not to respond to a consumer request. Yes, And so for those that have Said, we don't want to reply. I just simply have a note for them saying that, you know, this company has chosen not to respond to our query. And if that doesn't matter to some parents, that's okay. Right. It does matter to a lot. Um, But again, I'm not being nasty about it. Um, Early on, somebody asked me, um, they really wanted me to make the the roadmap like a blacklist kind of thing, like use these, don't use those. And, um, you know, I will obviously give my opinion to anybody who says, which curriculum should I use? Right. Um, But, but I didn't think that was fair. And I thought, again, transparency and um, even handedness would go a lot further toward getting cooperation from everybody. Right. Um, so there have been a few that have said that. And then, of course, there are some companies that don't respond at all to the query. And I, and I note that as well. I just call those non-responses. Uh-huh. And that way, um, parents can know as well, you know, that we really don't know if this stuff is common core or not. or and, But I can tell from the websites most of the time with other things. So I can tell if it's a Christian perspective or secular. Right. Or and so I can list all of that. I just... I never make a guess about the Common Core issue in particular. So, right. if, if they don't say it on their website and they don't respond to my letter, I just say this is a non response. We don't know that aspect of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so,
1: I just say, you know, do that, do with that what you will, parents.
0: Okay. And for some of our listeners, we might have some listeners listening in today that may not know what you perceive the issues with common core to be why do, why do you not like common core
1: mm-hmm. okay how long do we have <laughs> i know today? this is a loaded
0: question <laughs> i know it is but we have we have listeners all over the world
1: yes, so i yes. think
0: that your experience you know in this demographic here can be very valuable to some parents listening that may not know or have even researched it much. right
1: Yeah, so I can give you a couple of nutshell um, reasons. The first one um, is really uh, constitutional in nature, because no matter what the proponents of Common Core will say, um, it was a federal mandate. And that's unconstitutional, according to the 10th Amendment. Education is a matter for the states to decide. And the people who, who pushed Common Core will say, no, 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 all the states just individually adopted it. They chose to do it. They really didn't. The public schools felt compelled to adopt Common Core because during the Obama administration, when it came out, um, they were threatened with withholding federal funds that they had become dependent upon. So that Uh goes back to what you said in the introduction about what the government funds it runs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the states had no choice. They had become dependent on that money and they had to adopt Common Core. Um, So I. just on principle, it's unconstitutional. And yes. that should be enough for any homeschooler that that knows what the Constitution says.. Right. Um, but the other thing is this, it's it's just very poor pedagogy. Yes. Um, when you uh, there were sev- there were committee members who wrote the uh, Math and Language Arts Common Core were the first things that came out. Now, there's a set of standards called the Next Generation Science Standards, which are really common core for science. There's something called C3, which is common core for social studies. But math and language came out at first, and they had been written by committees that did not even include um, like school educators. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just like professors that live in their ivory towers, and they really didn't have a clue. Right. Um, But they wrote these standards. And at the end of it, one gentleman from the math committee and a woman from the language arts committee actually had the integrity to look at the document and say, this is awful. We will not sign off on it. And um, they saw the problems and they now lobby against those standards because they Mm -hmm. saw the end result was horrendous. Yes. And
0: it's interesting. Yes. it's I'm sorry. It's interesting that you just brought up next generation science standards, because I I actually penned an article for the pulse about this, because we have, (laughs) uh, we have a lot of academies, you know, that popped up post-COVID. And they are catering and trying to recruit homeschool families. But when I inquired as to what science standards they were using, they were using next generation science standards, which teaches evolution as fact, of course. So, Uh, Christian homeschoolers were thinking, you know, they would just put their children in these academies and it would be better than public school. But actually what they were just doing is paying for the same education that they would be getting for public, from public school for, you know, for free. They were now paying for it in these academies because they didn't know or understand what the science standards really were.
1: Right, right. So yes, that is a huge problem with the science standards. Um, And with the math standards, first of all, it's developmentally inappropriate for young children. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think um, from a Christian homeschool perspective with both the language arts and the math, and of course the science, um, even the social studies, one of the really big red flag issues is that these standards um, train children to believe that there is no such thing as absolute truth. Yes. So the agenda behind all of it is to rock children's worldview because, Mm -hmm. um, in common core math, for example, if a child says two plus two equals five and can supposedly prove it and justify it by the methods of common core, the teacher is supposed to accept that answer and just go forward with it as if it were true. And here's the issue. If, if there's no right and wrong in math, then what is a child supposed to believe about spiritual matters and about the existence of the Lord? So the underlying agenda and the same goes for language arts. Um, when you, when you get to look at literature in common core, which is rare because they've cut out most literature study, but when you look at it, you never are supposed to take into account the author's intent. Even if it's very clear, if an author wrote, said, this is why I wrote this book. You're not supposed to consider that. You're supposed to say, what do I feel? that mm-hmm. this means. And again, you undermine the, uh, the idea of absolute truth. And, and that's the underlying agenda. And I, I mentioned before that common core is the root of so much else that we see yes. um, CRT and all this other mm-hmm. stuff that has come forward in the last 13 years. Yes, SEL. Direct, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. SEL. Mm-hmm. It's all a direct result of the, the rotten seed of common core.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and what a what a gem that we have with the roadmap, because parents can go there and see if the curriculum that they're considering for their child is common core aligned or if it's not. And also what type of biblical, what well, what type of worldview that the curriculum has, whether it be secular or biblical, correct?
1: Absolutely. It's easy to see on the charts. You open it up. It's all laid out in a simple chart form. So um, you, can, you can look at that instantly. And though I have not taken the time to officially go back because (laughs) here's the thing, homeschoolers, there are well over 5,000 companies on the roadmap. There are over 5,000 companies that want our money and our Mm -hmm. time and our attention. That's a good thing. Um, But also a lot of them do primarily market to public schools and then they will also sell to us. So we do have to be mindful. Right. Um, But I have not gone back to officially add to the roadmap and say, this company is CRT. This company has SEL. Um, However, it's a good bet to say that if they are connected to Common Core, they also now embrace those other ideologies because it's all part and parcel of the same thing.
0: Absolutely. And like you said, a lot of them will create curriculum for schools and then they will also market to the homeschool community as well. So that is something to be mindful of because if you are seeing what's going on in public schools and you don't want your children being taught those ideologies, then Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that you understand who the publishers of the curriculum are that you're considering for your family if you are homeschooling.
1: Yes. And I I should add, sadly, some of the big name long time homeschool publishers Mm -hmm. um, that have aligned with common core. This, this upsets a lot of homeschoolers because they'll say, I've used this curriculum for 15 years
0: Mm -hmm. um, and
1: they're common core now. And I, I, I I have to continue using it. Well, here's the reason they decided to jump on the public school and especially the charter school bandwagon.
0: Right. And
1: so those homeschool though, they started out marketing to homeschoolers but they've decided they wanted the money of the charter schools. And so they have to connect with all those standards and everything else. And that's why it's happening. And I consider it very, very sad, but it doesn't negate the fact that some of those companies have gone that route.
0: Right, exactly. And parents need to be informed. Yeah. Because if we are homeschooling and you are leading and directing your child's education, I encourage every parent to really do your research Mm -hmm. in this area, really do your research. Well, Tina, I mean, the Homeschool Resource Roadmap is an absolute amazing resource for homeschoolers and not just homeschoolers. Any parent can get Mm -hmm. on and look and see the curriculum that their child may be using in public school or private school and see how it lines up with their beliefs as a family. Mm -hmm. So tell our listeners again how they can find you
1: So the Homeschool Resource Roadmap is homeschoolroadmap.org. And that is the best place to reach out to me personally, Um, visit the website and just start clicking around and browsing around at the tabs that you'll see at the top of the page. There's a Common Core project where you will just see the Common Core responses from the publishers. Um, And that's great. Um, I think the, the most valuable tab would be the one smack in the middle of the homepage called the Deluxe Charts Project. That literally is where you can click and see everything divided out by subject area. And then when you click on those charts, you will see the common core position as well as all those other things like worldview, et cetera.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Tina, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that our listeners will enjoy checking out your resources that you have for them. And I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want to thank the Murfreesboro Pulse for sponsoring today's show. Remember, we love you here at WXRQ 1460 AM, but God loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.